What's going on, everybody? It's another uh, D4G IYB production, another interview uh, with a friend of ours, uh, Miss Aaliyah Ray. Um, thank you for taking some time to talk to us about uh, just you and your background and, and kind of uh, your motivations and, and your drive that's gotten to gotten you where you are today. So, like I said, I really appreciate you taking some time to, uh, you know, jump on with us. No problem. Thanks for having me on. It's <laughs> our pleasure. Um, so, yeah, might as well just get right into it. So, um, obviously, uh, you're a business owner now. But before we get into that, just kind of talk a little bit about your childhood and kind of uh, your early, uh, you know, what were your early aspirations when you were growing up and kind of uh, maybe talk about some challenges that you might have or some adversity that you faced uh, growing up. Okay. Well, um, I'm from Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm 30 now. And, um, Growing up, I grew up in a mixed home, and biracial. Um, this could have been some of my challenges uh, growing up with a white mother, black father. Um, even though it was introduced at this time, um, I dealt with some challenges of just being, like, fully accepted as a black woman or just, like, little jokes that we might have had um, towards my father or mother, you know. Y'all can remember as a child hearing, um, I remember us being called names especially if my parents got into arguments, stuff like that. So that probably could have been only time I had when I was growing up um, being a biracial kid. Um, but for the most part, well, well groomed family. My father, uh, he is now 28 years in business. He has a barbershop. So I'm not far behind him at all. My mother wants a job as well, and they worked their hardest to provide the best life they possibly could for my sister and I. Um, I have a younger sister who's 28 and I have another sister who's 20 and actually a 10-year-old brother and sister. <laughs> My parents were together for 22 years. Um, went through some hardship with that, just an adult life. <laughs> for the most part, my parents split when I was 19, um, which was one of my bigger times when I got older. Just dealing with my family splitting. Um, you know, a lot of people think that when you're, you're younger, your parents split. It's a lot on you. But actually, my sister being 17 and I 19 at the time, we understood fully and our family was like falling apart. So um, those probably were those challenges that I had growing up, you know what I mean? Other than that, um, very well family. I've seen both my parents work really, really hard. And uh, my sister and I both are entrepreneurs now, and I think that we got that due to watching what happened in our household. My mom working, you know, jobs steadily, and my father owning the business. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so it sounds like uh, even though, unfortunately, they separated right, you know, just – seeing them and their drive, you know, obviously your dad's a business owner, has a barbershop, as you mentioned, your mother continuously working. So clearly it sounds like um, growing up in the house you did, there really was no choice but to kind of have that kind of grind mentality or that hustler's mentality right. that, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to work to get where you want to be. Right. So, um, and, and again, it is unfortunate, you know, I, I grew up with a single mother. Uh, I don't have, mm-hmm. my, my father was never around. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't, um, um, I could obviously attest to, you know, especially as, especially as being as a, as a man without their father is a little different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I can appreciate the fact that um, even though they separated, you 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 uh, kind of saw what it took to get to where they're ultimately at now. And I, I mean, talk about a little bit more, like you could just elaborate a little bit, you know, as much as you're comfortable with, you know, just basically you know, once they did separate, you know, kind of just talk, if you could just highlight some of the, what were the more part, you know, troubling things yeah. to go through 
um, I guess when it, I guess when it happened and kind of over the uh, you know next couple of years. Yep, I got you. So um, I definitely got to put it as one of my top top challenges. At the time, my parents split. My parents were together for what twenty two years. Started been splitting, and um, like I said previously, more on a personal note, just things that happened in the household that could have been my father cheated, for example. You know, um, he had a a child on my mother, things like that that my sister and I remember growing up and dealing with. Um, later on, later in the years, my mom left my dad. Now, at the time that my parents split, I had enrolled. I went to Edinburgh University. I had my degree in communication media studies. I was a first-year freshman. It was my first semester, and my parents split. So during this time, um, I kind of felt like, dag, like if I didn't go to college, would my parents have been together? Like, you know, I kind of felt like I was the fork in a relationship because once I let once I left the house, my parents split. You know what I mean? So I dealt with that guilt for a while, and even though it was not my fault at all, it's just how I felt at the time. You know what I mean? Because um, right. I remember just, you know, my mom and I getting mad one day, and okay, we're going to my grandma's for a weekend. That type of stuff happening all the time to actually really, really leave at each other. Um, my sister and I, we had a hard. Uh, like I said, I was away in school, so I had like a three zero my first semester. My second semester, I ended up getting like a one six. Um, I was losing weight, just like my mind was in a lot of different spaces. You know what I mean? I could tell, even though I didn't know I was depressed the way I was, I, you know, others around me could definitely tell. Um, the, the, the disconnection between my sister and our father happened. We didn't talk to our father for probably like a year. Um, we all lived in the same house together. My dad still to this day stays in that house, but my mom left. And then my sister kind of felt forced to leave the home. So there was a lot of things at that time that made me and my sister have to hustle. You know, um, another thing I meant to, to mention, my mother, she has heart disease. Um, she was diagnosed when I was 11. So when my mom ended up losing her job due to some activity my father was doing, it made my sister and I have to step up because now that my parents had split, my mom was one of those uh, quiet people that moved forward. She wasn't demanding the house. She just really just wanted to just go ahead, you know, more fear of my father and just, embarrassed to how it turned out versus and like let me fight for you know my house and you know the wife and things like that um she just went ahead and uh and, and couldn't work you know so she made she just lived off our disability so my sister and i we went from a huge home we've been living in since i was five to move into like a um so much so much of a project you know what i'm saying and uh so we grew up so grew up lavish to be like dag now we kind of had to fall back for a minute um my sister and I, at that point, definitely had to get it. You know what I mean? I probably had two jobs. I worked, a, um, I worked as like a, through like a CNA position, worked with um, disabled folks. And my sister had two jobs, too, in retail. And that probably was one of the most biggest things outside of us watching our parents. Um, actually, no, we had to hustle out because we kind of had to help our mom out. You know, we had to help out around the house and just getting things like that done. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a blessing at the, at the same time. I think that it's unfortunate our parents split, but today I feel like my mom is at more of a, a easier situation, you know, and my sister and I, we kind of grew up a little faster. And it put us in position now to be entrepreneurs, and, you know, I opened my business right after I got out of college because I was so determined to be able to provide. You know, I was so determined to be able to make my mom happy and my father, too. I don't want to make it sound like I'm against them so much, but at that time I was just on my mom's side a lot more heavier than I was my father's situation. Um, and today we all can talk about what happened, but we're all at a way better space, you know, we're all at peace, 
Um, my parents have been staying for 11 years now, so it takes a lot of time to actually fix those relationships. My parents still don't speak to each other, you know, even though we're all kind of at peace as far as the children, but my parents don't speak, and I don't know how we're going to change that, but <laughs> we made it <laughs> um, here at least. No, and, and, and that's amazing, right? So it sounds like, I mean, um, shameless plug, but, you know, you're kind of destined for greatness kind of uh, light bulb, I guess, went off. Kind of, kind of, kind of, it sounds like, you know, right when you got to college and they split up, right, because that just kind of made yeah. you realize that, you know, it, it was time to step up, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, circumstances that you that were out of your control, and obviously you, you wish it could have been different, but at the same time, that was kind of, it sounds like that was your moment, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and, it, and like you said, you know, your dad also owns um, a barbershop, right? And so, yep. talk about. So you you got your degree at Edinburgh. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually went to IUP. I'm sure you're familiar. Okay. Um, One of the so, Right. Yep. Um, and same degree, communications and mass media. Um, so just just kind of curious, you know, what um, was it? Was it just the, was the parents and your dad and your mom kind of the driving force behind wanting to be an entrepreneur, or was there, you know, growing up, did you always have a vision that you wanted to, you know, own your business, own your own business one day? So my vision when I was a kid, I wanted to be a singer. Basically, I wanted to be on TV. I was inspired by <laughs> Aaliyah, <laughs> Beyonce, anybody that was just, you know, looking super super cool and on TV. So that's what I wanted to do, and um, I was also in the fashion. So upon I graduated from Perry High School, um, upon graduation, I was applying to, to schools for fashion design, going to, like, fashion design, fashion merchandise. Um, I was always into, like, fashionable looks, making my own clothes, cutting stuff up. A lot of the time I was always complimented on my style, and it's like, oh, you can pull that off. Um, so initially that's what I wanted to enroll for. And then I started to, like, realize that fashion was more of a hobby of mine. I really couldn't see me actually making clothes or drawing up stuff like that constantly. Um, so, like, in my senior year, I was kind of confused of really what I wanted to go to school for. I was safe business, but I really wasn't too big into numbers, like, you know, as far as, like, knowing how to take all those accounting classes and stuff like that. Um, and my grandmother kept telling me, she, my grandma always told me I was going to college then. So I knew when I was a kid I was going to this place called college. I didn't know much about it then, but I knew in my mind that I had to go to this place. And um, my grandma kept telling me, like, I can see you on TV like Oprah. You know, she would always say, like, you should go for, you know, broad, uh, broadcast journalism. So as I look more into it and um, reading more about the major, and that's how I ended up going to Edinburgh. I worked for communication. I went for broadcast, and I later ended up changing my major to mass media because I got more of a broad um, experience. I got a little, you know, a little bit of everything instead of just focusing on broadcast. Right. Um, and while I was at Edinburgh, I fell in love with it. I wrote for a paper. I wrote for, like, the arts column. Um I also did uh, anchoring for the news. I um, I did a little bit of radio. So I got my hands in everything. And while I was doing one of my interviews for the newspaper, um, I had the there was a, a girl that graduated from Edinburgh, a woman, I should say, years ago. And um, when I was asking her her history, she told me she went to Edinburgh and she took an internship in Las Vegas. So I ended up looking into her internship, and it was for KTNV, which is a um, – News affiliate in Las Vegas. I ended up applying to them in like early October for an internship, and I got accepted. I got accepted for the fact that they liked my resume, but they liked that I applied so early. Um, so in the end of May, I was graduating. I ended up going to Vegas, took my internship for three months. I lived there. I worked for KTNV. 
I shadowed um, broadcasters, producers, newscasters, you have it. And I found a real big passion for, like, producing. I really didn't want to be on TV anymore. You know what I mean? I actually liked running the show. I liked coming up with the ideas. Um, producers make good money, too. You know what I mean? So there were a lot of things that I was figuring out while I was there in Vegas. Like, I want to do this. I also was living off $5,000. And $5,000 was taken care of through how I ate all day. It was taken care of my um, the weekly. I stayed out to overextend this day, extend this day or whatever. I had to pay for that. So I had to I learn how to manage that. And um, I needed to make, I needed a job. And it was so hard to get a job in Vegas because I was only there for three months. So a lot of a lot of employers didn't want to put somebody they knew that was leaving in August. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I knew how to do eyelash extensions and even though I grew up in the beauty industry because my dad was a barber, it's just that my dad was a barber. So I wasn't around a bunch of, like, stylists or nail techs. He had a couple of them in his day, but um, I grew up around it. I never really had too much of a passion for it. It came far less. But um, and my dad will always say, like, I never seen my daughter really actually getting in the beauty industry. She just happened to grow around it. So anyways, when I was out there, I knew how to do eyelash extensions. And I was like, you know what, I'll make posters and post these posters up around, like, eyelash extensions, $20 or whatever. And um, leaving my numbers, hoping I would get a client. Never have anybody call. I was going in, like, other little nail shops and stuff like that, posting them up. And they were declining my post because in Vegas, they're so strict on their um, the regulations as far as, like, doing any service like that. You have to be licensed right. and, you know, stuff like that. So I came across this uh, 24-hour nail shop. It was on Palace Avenue, I think. And uh, it was owned by twenty. It was owned by a twenty-three-year-old. She was a black girl, and um, the twenty-four-hour nail shop was so dope. I met her sister, and I was so inspired by this girl. And um, I'm like, Dad, I want to get in the business. And at this time, while I'm out here too, I start reading Think and Grow Rich, Poor Dad, Rich Dad. I'm reading stuff about like you know investments and getting money and how you're going to get rich and all that. And that's just the whole thing. Like after college, I want to really start making money. I want to be able to take care of my family and go back to myself. So. Um, I started getting nail acrylic because I really couldn't afford to pay to get my nails done, right? So I would go to, like, CVS and buy our little $11 kits and fill in my own nails, have some presentable and stuff like that. And uh, I had a friend of mine, actually one of my best friends, she had came to visit me for about 15 days, and she was doing, like, lashes and um, pedicure services at a V&E salon in Baltimore. And when we were down there, we were doing each other's stuff, and I was talking about, like, you know, when I go back to Pittsburgh, you know, I think I want to get a job in my field, but I want to open up a shop like that girl, you know. I think it would be really cool to bring something different to Pittsburgh, 24 hours, the more, more uh, have the, still have, like, the R&B and rap music vibe, you know, more being a little more younger, you know what I mean, something different, like out here. And I kept saying, like, I'm going home and I'm going to do that. And when I got home, I came home August 7th, I, from the day I stuck down in Pittsburgh, I was on it. I was calling all different kind of properties, looking at prices of stuff and I had this idea of I want to open up a salon business. I don't really want to work in it, but I want to open it up. And um, as I kept, you know, doing my research and getting stuff together, I started feeling like what I wanted to produce was going to, I needed to be in it, you know. I could actually just call the shots or something, but me actually producing a skill might make it 10 times greater. So here goes another uh, diversity I have. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I actually wasn't done with school yet. I was done with being on campus, but my internship was what completed the rest of my credits. So my graduation, I mean, actually, you know, walk across stage was in December. So after graduation, we enjoy ourselves. We come home, and uh, we go to Shadyside. It's wine night or whatever. And we're having a good time. I'm not driving. And uh, as we're leaving, my friend that was driving, she meets a guy, and they, like, kind of want to, like, 
um, have us follow them while they talk in the car. <laughs> so I'm arguing with her, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, it's my graduation celebration, whatever. And I'm, I'm like, I'm messed up. So we end up, I end up pulling off in a car, and aggression ended up getting pulled over. So, of course, I'm drunk, right? So I end up getting a DUI due to this. And this was a, a big, this is a problem for me, because at this point, I'm just getting out of school, and I'm applying to these WTAE, KDKA, these big affiliates, you know, I'm, I'm more embarrassed now. Like, yeah, I don't want to apply to these jobs. I just graduated from college and I got a DUI. So I ended up enrolling in nail school, just figuring out, like, you know, while I'm getting this business and I'm playing B together and I need to get this off my record, I'm just going to go to nail school because I really want to produce something in my salon anyway. So I ended up going to nail school, and it took me three months to complete it um, while I was working another another job. And uh, my dad, he owns um, the building I'm at, I started my first business in. The woman that was in there, she was like, hey, do you want to um, – she ends up leaving out like the end of June. So my dad texted basically me. He was like, Leah, do you want to uh, want this building next door? And I'm like, I'll take it if you give me like five months of free rent. You know what I mean? Like I'm still – you know, I don't have enough money for that. He's like, I'll do it for you. So I actually ended up graduating school, jumping right into, you know, opening up a nail salon. And um, I'm here today for six years later. I opened up in probably seven months before me graduating from nail school. And um, I, I hate that I dealt with the DI situation, but it was also a blessing, too, because it discouraged me from applying to my plan A, but now my plan B has became my plan A. <laughs> that's and that's kind of how I got into this now. Yeah, it is. It is, it is. And I actually ended up, getting, ended up noticing a skill I never knew I had, so doing nails. I am a full-time nail tech. I own my salon, you know, um, full-length hair, nails and makeup. I sell hair. Um, I, you know, could tell you guys a lot more about that as we go on, but um, – I started out at 23. I'm 30 now, and my, I'm actually in the process of, of expanding. Aaliyah Race has grown tremendously, and it's something that I had set back as a plan B initially. You know what I mean? Something that I just knew that I just wanted to have on the side. I never really even cared for it to get any bigger, but the, the most that I'm putting into it is it's selling for itself, you know? Absolutely. So I, went through a lot of things. I think the things I went through that were down for me were actually the hidden positives. You know what I'm exactly. Saying? My pastor always says there's always a blessing there's always a blessing in the lesson. So you know, you always gotta just kinda keep your mind open and you know, don't be discouraged. I mean, even if it even things, you know, aren't going your way initially. Um, again, mm-hmm. you know, that mindset, you being desperate for greatness, you just gotta keep pushing, you gotta keep grinding, you gotta just keep outworking right. everybody. So that's amazing. So um <laughs> obviously now, like you said, right? So seven years later you're expanding, you're growing. Um yeah. And that's amazing. So, like, I see, I, you know, looking at the website, right, you have a big team, looks like, um, and, you know, doing, um, um, you know, nails. I saw hair, right? So kind of just mm-hmm. talk about kind of currently um, some things that are going on and, and kind of stuff you started to hint a little bit about your expanding kind of what's in your, what do you have, what ideas you have looking for the future and what can people expect? All right. So um, another thing is backing it up, back in Vegas when I said I wanted to do a 24-hour shop. Um, Pittsburgh to me really isn't 20, you know, place. <laughs> so right. I ended up just having a salon where my hours were 10 to 7. Now as I'm expanding, I'm moving to one of our um, more richer areas. It's the South Side, Carson Street, which is one of our well-known places to, like, you know, hang a, a party, especially between the ages of, like, 21, you know, early 40s. And um, very diverse crowd. I'm actually moving my salon there. Um, I'm doing a full-length nail bar. I have a like really more high-class pedicure chairs. We're moving into more services, more luxury services, such as like body waxes and facials. Um, my salon is about four times bigger than what it is now. 
So, you know, I'm definitely taking it to the next level. I'm actually considering even keeping the same location I have and just making an extension to the arrays, considering that um, about three years ago I actually took a trip to India. Um, I do sell raw hair India, uh, from India, a source straight from India, excuse me. I sell raw hair Indian extensions, um, and that's been a plus for my business. One, the product is great, but I've also showed my journey. Um, I'm actually looking into the near future to actually plan a trip where I could take other girls in the industry that are interested, you know, and put them on and have they can get that experience as well. Um, I also sell full-length wigs. So using the website and my social media following, I'm considering keeping maybe a hair store in a location I have now, um, Leah Rays is branded on everything. I have eyelash extensions now. I want to get into other products such as shampoos and conditioners. I have bonnets. I have all types of stuff. Um, so we're basically taking our salon way more scale. Or I'm, I'm going to extend the hours. So I might not get that whole 24-hour back that I once wanted, but I'll have longer hours. Um, I think will be incredible considering that in the side, side area, there's a lot of, like, bars and eateries that stay open late. So if you actually be able to go in and get a service at that time, I think it will be rather cool, too. Um, I make it more of an experience, too. It's not just going to be a place that you're just going to go in. And I feel like Aaliyah Ray's always is an experience. It's just smaller. But um, this one is a little, it's way more relaxed. It's also bigger. And I want that experience for you. I'm going to have, like, you know, complimentary drinks to go with it. We'll have about five different pedicure services to choose from. We have the new services coming in. My team is already at six. I'm looking at probably have a team of 12 to 15 people. Um, I'm looking to hire a manager where, I'm not going to be too doing too much of managing this time. You know, I really just want to work and oversee everything and handle the business. But I don't want to be doing what I'm doing now, really managing everything. It's really, really hard to take your business to the next level when you're always in it. You know, so I've been sacrificing a lot trying to push Aaliyah Rays to the next level, but I'm constantly having to work. You know what I mean? I'm actually very popular for now, so I have a full, full book too. But it's also part of the business. I have a small team, so I need my money to also, you know, be invested so I'm looking forward to having someone else step in and uh, kind of manage things for me while I'm able to take a Leah race to the next level. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at now. <laughs> no, I'm going to open that the next two months. And you got to just keep, you know, trust. You know, when you hire a manager and you kind of basically, um, not necessarily take over the day-to-day, but pretty much take over some of the day-to-day things that you kind of just don't want to, you want to remove yourself from so you can focus on the yeah. bigger picture stuff, right? That's, that's a big step. So, um, mm-hmm. obviously – praying for that, make it, you know, hopefully everything works out in that. And, I, and I'm sure it will. Um, but uh, one thing I do want to talk about, you actually had talked about way back early in the conversation about being a black woman mm-hmm. uh, starting their own business. What does that mean to you? Say it again. Being a black woman. So, so obviously in today's world, right, we can, this is not a, this is not a, we're not talking about politics. We're not talking about society, but let's just be, let's call it spade a spade, right? So right now there's some, society issues and it seems mm-hmm. as though racism and, and stereotypes are still on the forefront, unfortunately. Right. And um, when you, when you think about being a, a black woman and owning their mm-hmm. own business and being successful, why is that important to you? Why is it about, cause you just mentioned also that you want to bring other people's up with, bring other Absolutely. women up with you. Right. So why is that important to you? Why does that matter to you? What, what, what why is that such a important uh you know, a part not just your business, but kind of the bigger picture, right? So, just look, mm-hmm. if you could just talk a little bit about that and why and why that's important to you. Definitely. So, it's important for me as a woman. Period. You know what I mean? For the challenges that we've all grown through the years. But as a black woman, definitely in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is geographically more of a more white city. Um, that's correct. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? So you got to think about it. You, you see a lot of white entrepreneurs. You might not even know it, but they own the places here. So as a black woman to own something that is taking off how it is with a huge following, with um, a mixed clientele, you know what I mean? I'm just not even serving other black women and men. I'm serving black women, white women, Chinese, Hispanic, whatever, you know, and, and they're faithfully coming. You know, that's one thing that I really like as a black woman, too, owning it, is that, like, I'm standing for us, but I'm also accepting everybody. Um, I, I'm going to tell you a story. I even have, like, an older woman who's in the industry doing hair. She had, uh, she came and told me, you know, thank you on my success or whatnot, but she also threw in there, um, you know, are you nervous about going to the south side? And I was like, no. Nah. Like, why did you say that? She was like, because they don't want us over there. First negative thing I've got since I've got, you know, let the, letting my following know that I was moving to the south side. So I was like, I ain't even thinking about that, you know? Right. And I curved it because it was like I wasn't ready for it, one. Two, I haven't got nothing negative yet. It's been nothing but congratulations and, you know, Leah raised to the next level this entire time. And um, I was like, I didn't even think about that. So well, they're going to accept me over there, you know? And right. if you know anything about the south side, uh, you do, you do, black people do deal with some stuff. Um, especially black men, they will they will pick on you for the clothing you have on. They like, oh, you can't come in here. Now, I personally haven't dealt with anything, um, but it's all about who you know. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying that that stuff's fair, but I definitely do see it happening to our people over there. So I think as a black woman moving to the south side, I stand behind it even more. You know what I mean? I'm even more excited to be like, and now I'm coming over here to this territory where you guys say we're not allowed. You know what I mean? And I, I, I plan to stay. I plan to you know, put on for more black women over here on the South side. I hope that more black businesses plant themselves over here in this territory. You Google, you know, top bars or top places to go out in, in Pittsburgh, South side going to be your top three. We need to be in there. You know what I mean? The most important part of business is location. I'm, I got one of the top locations there could be. So as a black woman doing that, you're right. I'm happy. <laughs> you know what and I mean? Should be. I'm, I'm just want to continue to show others we can do it. You know, another thing too, is just like that negative mindset. Like, um, I don't really walk into things looking at it like this isn't going to work out. I'm walking in like it is. You know, I have I, – this is a huge challenge for myself. Even getting a manager and having somebody else overhead is going to be good because I didn't have it. But I know for a fact that that's what I want, and I know it's going to, it's going to help me succeed. It, it's going to happen, you know. And I walk in most of my situations like that. I don't walk in preparing to fail. You know, I just wouldn't do it. Right. No, and that's – I mean I- – I I can go on and on with you about just kind of just that drive and that motivation, right? I mean, it's just it's, it's like you said, it's, it's, it's there's a lot of things. And again, you know, um, I, I've you know I went to college in that general vicinity, um, and I can mm-hmm. definitely see how some could be discouraged, uh, yeah. being a minority in that situation. But uh, tremendous courage um, by you, and definitely determination to you know, see past that and go for the bigger cause, right? So that's definitely mm-hmm. commendable, um, and I, I really appreciate you um, for sharing that um, information um, and kind of just kind of basically your why, right? Like, you know, why why this matters to you? Why why at such a young age and kind of just all your hardships that you've gone through? Um, mm-hmm. you very, you've opened up my eyes to a lot of different things, obviously, um, so I'm really <laughs> appreciative of that. I really, really wish continue, continue, continue success. Um, if anybody, anybody's out there listening, please share this story. Uh, support uh, Aaliyah Ray, uh, support Aaliyah herself. 
um, continue just to just do the great things on, and can, hopefully you keep expanding, right? You keep getting bigger and bigger yes. and bigger. Um, go. <laughs> yes. And uh, like I said, um, I, I'm very appreciative of you taking the time. Um, if there's anything else that you want to just basically share anybody that's listening, um, feel free now. Like I said, I, I'm very appreciative of you taking some time to share your story with us. I'm thankful. I want to thank you guys for having me. Um, and you guys could follow me on Instagram, Adelia Rays. Um, I have a Facebook uh, website, www.aliarays.com. Just check out our services. I actually I post uh, my journeys and, you know, different things that I get into as well. You can order hair. I'm also looking to get, like, editorial and traveling. So if you guys ever need, you know, traveling nail tech, holla at your girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> even to come and speak, I want to get into more, like, you know, public speaking and, um, you know, giving marketing tools or just basically any type of boss tips you possibly can. I want to get more into that. So, you know, hopefully you guys can hear this and get inspired and help me to get out there. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. We're going to do what we can. Um, so thank, thank you again, you. Lee. I really appreciate it. Um, again, please subscribe, share this story, support the homie Aaliyah, um, and we just wish you nothing but continued success. Um, and we will hopefully cross paths down, uh, down the road. Definitely. <laughs> All right. You have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. You too. All right. Thank you.